0: Hey now, hey now, hey now. Welcome in. Welcome in. Y'all, and guess what time it is? That's right, it's porch time and I I am the one and the only Miss McKinney and I know you guys are extremely grateful for that. Thank you for continuing to tune in. Won't be long-winded on this opening um, this morning. Just want to continue to thank everyone for their support. Thank everyone for reaching out to do these episodes as I'm listening back to them and I'm looking at it and um, thinking about it, what I would do. This is a great memory, y'all. Um, I know that the internet has done some great things for us, but as things evolve, it's going to be awesome to hear recorded words. That's what I think. Um, I get excited thinking that my great grandkids might get to listen to this one day and know that their great grandmama was kind of cool um, in her 40s. So thank you guys for participating. If you want to do a mom and dad series, we are still doing I Am series Um, We have a colorism episode that's going to drop on the 14th of March. We are currently looking for individuals who maybe want to tell their story about surviving COVID. We've got a lot going on on the porch and we welcome all. If you're interested, please email us missporch2020 at gmail.com or slide in the DMs like the young people say. Uh, We'd be glad to have you on the porch. I know that a couple of the vendors um, that have been on the porch that have been promoted on the porch have now started to receive sales um, as a result of being part of the porch. So if you have a small business and you want to give it a try, we want to grow along with you. We absolutely want to grow along with you. Same contact information, MissPorch2020 at gmail.com or again, like the young folks say, Slide in the DMs and schedule your episode for The Porch. Today, we're dropping our dad episode. It's Tuesday, so dad's on Tuesdays, mom's on Mondays. That is the format we're going to follow. This young man has been on The Porch before. We talked about how instrumental he was in the George Floyd movement here in our town. Um, He is a great conversationalist. And as you will hear in this episode, he is nothing but heart. Stay tuned and me, Porch Time Dad, Kevin. Hey now,
1: hey
0: now, hey now. Can you hear me okay?
1: I can definitely hear you. How are you, Cheryl?
0: I am good. Thank you so much for joining us again on the porch. I'm always happy to talk to you. I thank you for your encouragement and for sticking in there with us on the porch. We appreciate you. So this is our mom and dad series. Tell us what they call you.
1: They call me dad. But can I elaborate on that? Absolutely. I have two children who are not biologically mine. And we started with KK, but after a certain, after we got married, they ended up calling me dad. So that is, I'm dad. And it's important for me to mention that.
0: And so, I, so I did not know that. At what age did you meet her?
1: Um, we, we, the eight year old and, and 15 month old.
0: Oh, brand new babies. Okay. Now, now, mind you,
1: though, I knew my wife before we were childhood sweethearts.
0: I saw that childhood sweetheart photo. You guys were cute, super cute. <laughs> and, we, we always, yes. <laughs> and so, how old are they now? Um 22,
1: 20, I'm sorry, 22, 15, and
0: 9. 22, 15, and 9. Everybody calls you dad. And so were any of these planned? Obviously, you might not have had something to say about the first two, but were they planned? <laughs> <laughs> the, you
1: know, the, the, the funny thing about that one that yes, he was planned.
0: Okay, and what's funny about that?
1: because of your next question, that is going to put me a vulnerable question.
0: (laughs) Well, let's get to it then. Ah. Do you remember (laughs) how you felt when you found out your queen was pregnant?
1: (laughs) We. So, you see how I wasted no time to get into this point, because honestly, she... I I took a new job in a new state and I was leaving that day. I won't tell you how we did the, how we made him, because that's a funny story too. But,
0: (laughs) do I hear Mile High Club?
1: (laughs) But I was actually moving my stuff. She put it on the counter and let me know that she was pregnant.
0: Okay, and so what were your feelings?
1: Oh, I'm about to
0: cry now, but yes, <laughs> I was happy
1: about it? And, and you know, I I never thought about how I would feel, but yes, I was Ecstatic about it. There's no person that's human that would ever feel joy of having a child. And I've always wanted one, always helped others. But my first was perfect. It was a perfect opportunity.
0: Okay. All right. So you did say he was planned, right? he was. Okay. Okay. So I know that I can tell by the way you're talking, you were super involved because you were stoked. How many baby showers did you attend?
1: I threw a surprise baby shower for her <laughs> and had all my family and her friends fly in and wow. she would definitely. So I attended one and she didn't even know anything about it.
0: That is so awesome. You'll have to post some pics if, if you let us see those. I know. I know. What else did you guys do? Did we do Lamar's classes, watch any films, yoga?
1: No, because it was her third child. Okay. And and kudos to her. She had to take shots every day. Um, So she and was known to have blood clots so those blood clots they. the doctor told her she needed to take shots every day and when I tell you she was a champ every day I don't know if anybody has ever given a pregnant woman a shot in her stomach
0: <laughs>
1: wow it was yeah. amazing for her to take that pain to take that for me to have my
0: child Kudos to her, Oh, I mean. and so how often do you remind her and say thank you?
1: Um, every time the kids get oh. on my nerves.
0: Every time. <laughs> so four <laughs> or five you. times a day, four or five.
1: <laughs> Can you erase the number to nine or ten? Like
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I, no. I, I, honestly, she blames me for the bad behavior and then takes credit for. The good behavior that I post for the good behavior.
0: Well, yeah, because that's the way it goes, right? Mom, Mom is always, not always a good one. Right? <laughs> so the day of the delivery, what was that like for you? It sounds like you were definitely emotionally invested. What was it like? Um,
1: a, a little salty because they left me in the hallway waiting for me and then they were like oh get the dad <laughs> and I was like wait what why am I out here mean, I did take pictures I have pictures of all those uh, selfies like I'm cool dad had my you know Chicago Bulls neighbors thing on you know had his outfit waiting to match my outfit oh. um, so a little salty but I'm running back and forth I, I I always tell my wife, I was like, I've seen your liver get put on your stomach because you have to have a C-section. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I've seen literally your insides. <laughs> and when the baby came out and KJ, my son, Kevin Jr., it was like, now I'm going back and forth, back and forth. Hey, he's good. I'm talking back and forth, back and forth. I cut the umbilical cord. I'm doing everything that I can, but making sure that me and my wife's connection was great. She did this for me. Like I stated, she took those shots. How many days? And it was it was perfect. And when he ended up, and to me, had a perfect, perfect time.
0: Oh, I love to hear the sincerity in your voice that is awesome and I'm glad that you got to be um in the room and see her innards it is something that <laughs> you either don't recover from it or you always remember it and keep that memory um just where you keep it which is remembering that she was such a trooper for bringing your baby into this world so that's awesome 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 what else so you didn't faint I'm a little disappointed I thought maybe you might <laughs> no I was like over the
1: I was like really can I move uh, something just to see? I mean, I I know C-sections are different than you know, fathers are able to take out a vaginal delivery but I wasn't able to do that. But I was like amazed at what came out of my wife's body. Yeah. And mad respect. It was, it was I I will never view her differently than what I saw that day.
0: Okay. It was which I'm assuming was some love you could never explain ever in life. I'm sorry, are you there? hello yep can you hear us
1: i can hear you sorry
0: no problem no problem so i was saying that it's probably love that you could never explain in life just being there for that moment
1: for that moment i will never forget it
0: yes um i had a cesarean as well i think i was worried because i'm a worrier um, I wasn't really worried about the baby. I knew, I've always known that my baby was going to be okay, even now. But his daddy was looking a little ghostly when they cut me open. So I was kind of worried. <laughs> <laughs> I was worried he might not make it through, but he did. And it, it was a good um, delivery. So, what comes natural? I'm sorry, any more about that day?
1: I can tell you like everything about that day. It was great.
0: It was the
1: best part of my life. And when you say about the hug, she was already cut when I came in. So maybe, and I'm giving your husband some, a a, a little bit of leeway because I didn't see the initial cut. If I saw the initial cut, I might have felt like, you know what, weaken the knees, something like that. But (laughs) it was, it was perfect. And and the reason is is because you know sometimes those moments you don't know if your child is going to be healthy you don't know if anything is going to happen to your child and we when I still say to this day he's nine I have or have a perfect child and I'm happy that my wife took the time to invest in me and my opportunity to have my child. It means the world to me.
0: That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. Did you guys, because you sound like the father that probably wanted to um, participate in feedings and things like that. Did you guys breastfeed?
1: We tried. Mm-hmm. She tried and tried and tried. The hospital, and this is this is heartbreaking. The, my son didn't eat for like five days because we were in a St. Vincent's hospital in Little Rock, Arkansas, and didn't eat for five days. And I hell my son was like, his something's wrong with my son. And
0: Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's perfectly fine. Did he maybe? I know we had a lot of issues with um feeding at first because they asked me, did I want to breastfeed? And I was like, mm, no, I, I don't really think so. Um, So I didn't really give it a try, but he was lactose intolerant. So it took us a while to figure out that he needed... Um, soy milk so talk about like getting out the gate at being a parent I know exactly how that feels or maybe not five days but it was certainly um, two or three and I was like you know well what am I doing wrong what can I you know what can I do different I think we actually did try breastfeeding and he didn't like that either so I was like you know how's this gonna go we got 18 years together how's this (laughs) how is this gonna go
1: well they tried to push and push and push And my son ended up in ICU because I stated something's not right with when I'm holding him. Mm -hmm. Something's not right with my son. Mm -hmm. And he had a flutter heartbeat. Mm -hmm. He was hungry. And they didn't know. They didn't know. And I'm like, mind you, I'm working, trying to build something else outside, and that's a different story. But I, they didn't, because of it, its Saint Vincent's it's, I don't have to go through that part, but it, he was hungry and he ended up being in ICU for an additional five days. So that was heartbreaking to see your son in tubes, the whole nine, that was heartbreaking.
0: Okay, so was it that he just wasn't latching on? You said he had a flutter, a heart flutter that was preventing him from eating, or?
1: Well, we knew after that he had, you know, the string underneath your tongue that is longer and some are the normal. He ended up having to get that cut. The doctors didn't catch that either. So, that was the reason why he wasn't latching on to breastfeed.
0: Okay. Was that considered to be a cleft palate?
1: Yes, that's what it's called.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. And so, you held your baby boy. You already knew. So, that just tells us about the bond right there. He couldn't even speak, but you already knew um, that he needed help. So, five days later, they figured it out and they fixed it. I know that was a hard... Um, five days. When he came out of ICU, did he go to a regular nursery?
1: Yes. Once he
0: got out of ICU,
1: we, maybe a day or two. And I believe it's a day that we brought him home.
0: Okay. And he's been moving good ever since?
1: Well, other than the surgery that he had um, with his tongue. I mean, he's had another surgery because he had one with his leg that he had a, a leg syndrome that he was aching. Um, unbelievable pain, about three or four. And so he was in a hospital for that. But other than that, he is a healthy
0: child. So with the bones, um, I know sometimes they grow faster. or the, I think it's the bones grow faster than them or they grow faster than the bones. It's one or the other. Was it something mm-hmm. like that? Yes, and I'm and, nosy. You can tell me it's none of my business anytime. <laughs> I'm,
1: good. I'm I'm good, but he is for a nine year old. He's he's a big boy. Okay, okay, and it's not heavy. It's taller. Mm-hmm. So you know when you grow, a, it's growing pains. We call it back in the day. We used to say it's it's growing pains. Right. Walk it off. Right. <laughs>
0: And now we know it's fibromyalgia, right? <laughs>
1: exactly, right.
0: All righty. So it sounds like um, the bond has been there since, even probably before day one. Um, what has come natural to you as a dad?
1: Just loving. You know, I I love my my two daughters, but just loving. I don't I don't change. Um, I have nieces and nephews. I don't change my love. I just uh, always want to know that my son feels that I'm there for him. My daughters, I'm there for them. It doesn't matter what they do. I might not like it.
0: <laughs> but
1: they might not like my decision of what I tell them to do or not to do but they will always know dad is there for them.
0: And I'm sorry, I don't mean to discount the relationship you have with your two stepdaughters, Cause that's awesome as well. And it sounds like that relationship was good from the get as well. Is there anything you want to tell us about that?
1: <laughs> that I love them like mom.
0: Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. There, there's no, there's no difference. And you know, mom, I'm sorry, my wife will tell me, you treat them different. No, I we've never had that conversation because I treat all of my children the same and I will always treat them the same.
0: And that takes a very strong individual to do that. I know um, with myself, just the thought of being a stepmom sometimes is like, hmm. I don't really know. You know, I want to make sure that I'm bringing value to the relationship as well as the kids. So kudos to you for that one.
1: Well, you, you, I also helped raise my nieces and nephews. And, you know, it started well before I had a relationship with, and I don't even call them step, with my daughters. Mm-hmm. And then with my son, I treat everyone raising my nephews and niece and you know, all of that. I have treated every one of those children like my own or like I would like for anybody to treat my own. So it it started then and it will never stop.
0: Greatness. And again, kudos to you for that. So what have been some of your challenges with all three of your babies. Any challenges?
1: how much uh, time we got, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I imagine um, there's some really good ones, um, having daughters. I didn't have a daughter, so I'm always interested to hear those battle stories. Um, and then your son's just getting started, right? He's, he's not a teen yet?
1: Nine, he's nine.
0: Yeah, so the good times are coming. What, uh um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, what are some of your challenges being a dad?
1: You know, my my daughter's, well, I'll start with the, the first, Maldi. The second, passive, Doesn't want to really talk because she's seen what she saw against the first one. And then we have this little boy. <laughs> and I think for my little boy's challenge is a little bit different than the girls. And the only reason I say that is is because I believe that I have to protect mom. Mom is that's my son. That's my son. That's my son. Yes. In reality, but he has to learn. How to be respectful, and that's my challenge right now. It's it's hard to teach a young man to be respectful, to not, and, and I'm not trying to turn this into a different state, but not to be that young Black man to get stopped and not make it home. That's what I want to teach my son, and that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. It's, it, it hurts me every day when I have to yell at him and make him cry just to understand how I need him to be safe every day. That's my biggest challenge.
0: And so that kind of leads me into my next question. What are those conversations like with your kids, with your daughters, with your son? Um, you were very active in the George Floyd um, movements. And I know we've had conversations about Breonna Taylor. What, are those, what have those conversations been like talking to them? You're one of the ones that were lucky enough to be able to you know, have both sides of the spectrum, a young African-American woman as well as a young African-American man. What are those conversations like in your household?
1: believe it or not it's awful and I I don't know again how much time we have but awkwardly we still look in the area that we live in the Trump supporters the nonsense that my daughter has to go through on a daily basis being called the n-word or even more so with the n-word jokes that just floats around and floats around. And our conversations is stand up. I am not a LeBron James fan. I'm not on the basketball court, by the way. But I will say this is not a shut up and sit down type situations that we're going through. And my biggest challenge right now with my children is to stand up. I will protect and I will provide to make sure you're safe. But stand up for yourself and what you believe in. My son has a king hat. He's scared to wear that king hat because he thinks that people will think it's racist. But people walking around with Trump-supporting flags at high schools at middle schools, whatever. My challenge is, is to teach my children right now is to stand up for yourself regardless.
0: Okay, and I have a couple of questions there. The king hat, is just a hat with the name King on it? Yeah, just the king. Wow, it's funny you say that because my son and I were having a conversation. We wished we would have named him King, just so when he was playing sports, they would have had to say King, you know, (laughs) all over the (laughs) loudspeaker. And so the young ladies, they're already in high school and they're going through all these type of things. Um, Are you able to, and I asked one of the other dads, and it's really weird, not really weird, but I guess it's a testament to the type of parents we are. The kids really don't see race. you like um, I know you can explain to them racism all day, even maybe point out um, some things to them, but they just still don't see race. Is that something that um, you come against in your household because I did, and again, mine is is twenty one I could not have told him you know anything bad about Johnny just because he was white or Hispanic or anything like that because they just didn't see race. Now, I could tell him Johnny was a bad person, and he might agree with that. Um, but as far as you know, trying to get him to see Johnny in a different light or something like that due to his race, I was not able to do not just something I wanted to do, but I'm just being honest, racism comes up in a household. So, um, how does that work for you? What happens with you guys?
1: We really don't bring up racism until racism is brought up, right? Well. Um When my daughter has to come home and stay, they made a comment in school of how much do you think that this black person will be auctioned off for. That's a problem. Those are problems that we have in our house. People walking around on our neighborhood and I'm not certain if you've seen, but there's walking around with rebel flags on their shirt just to, I don't know if it's intimidating, but we have to have those conversations that these things are not okay. I'm not okay with this. So what we do is talk about the issue at hand and that's what we try. When it comes up, we address it. And how are we going to deal with it
0: and i know we've had conversations in the past so i want the listeners to know that when you encourage your kids to stand you're not talking about fighting or being destructive or even disrespectful just standing up for themselves i know we've had that conversation before so i wanted to um, make sure they knew that so one of the questions before we move on to our last one because i already knew this was going to be a good one (laughs) um The election, so I asked a question, I think on my Instagram and Facebook, didn't get a lot of um, participation out of it. What, when it comes to talking to them about politics, Republican, Democrat, do you present them with options and allow them to make the choice or um, are you pretty strong and opinionated and feel as though they should follow suit?
1: I don't talk about my children with politics.
0: At all, cool.
1: And the only reason I, when I say that, though, I talk about my kids right and wrong. Mm-hmm. That's it. I mean, you are either right or you either wrong. The politics are going to do what they want to do, regardless of my vote, my say-so, whatever. Now, do I have a choice to vote the worst one out of the two? Yeah. I the lesser
0: of the two evil I think is what's been popular this exactly. year. Exactly.
1: And that's the, the thing that I I state is like, you know, you, you pick the the best of the two evils. And we don't talk about politics. Now I will say that because of the flags running around the the vision that
0: I think we might have lost you. There we go. Sorry.
1: Uh, My phone's going, it goes into silence. So um, I'll, I'll pick up with the Trump portion is that we had a conversation to make sure that the division portion, the mask and the flags and Confederate flags and all of that other stuff, we definitely have to make an issue and a conversation to state that this is not normal and other than that we don't talk about politics we talk about right and wrong
0: and that's good to hear a lot of parents i think and i've been guilty of it we force our opinions on our kids we don't really um, give them, I don't I don't even think I taught my son that he had an opinion, he just figured it out. Um, you know, that he had a choice. Even though I was his mama and telling him to do this, he still had a choice of doing it or not. I don't think I ever really taught him. It. Um, so it's awesome that you give them um, a choice to be them and then reiterate that you'll stand up behind them no matter the cost. True. Awesome sauce, awesome sauce. So our last question from the porch. What would you tell all the dads?
1: (laughs) This is going to make me tear up if I I do. I'm sorry.
0: That's okay. I might cry with you.
1: Be careful on how you teach your children. When I say that, I mean in speech. We can have the best intentions but present it that can hurt a lot it can burn bridges and relationships that you don't want to do so My suggestion would be is be careful with your words. Once they come out your mouth, you can never bring them back.
0: And those are wise words. Um, I'll be honest and say that um, everything that has come out of my mouth has not been nurturing, um, as what a mama should say. It's probably been borderline psychotic sometimes. But I think the fact that my son knows how much I love him. And right. I think I posted a meme not too long ago that said i have to give we have to give our parents a break because they're learning to be a parent as they're raising us, you know that's true, and that gave me great reprieve, and i just I sent it to him immediately and prayed over it and hope that he received it as well. I haven't always done everything right, but I've always done it all out of love, and I think that goes a long way
1: I agree, I agree
0: a very long way. So I thank you again so much for um, sitting with us on the porch. It's always a great conversation. Um, I agree.
1: I thank you very much for that. And this is, it, it it opens my eyes with the questions that you ask, and I definitely appreciate you having me on the podcast.
0: Yes, yes, and of course it won't be the last, because I love that I can say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> and you're always yes. like, sure, Miss McKinney, <laughs> sure. And I appreciate that. I hope we can get your wife to join us soon.
1: I'm tr- I'm working on it. So she's she's 57%. 57%. 37%? 57.
0: 57. What kind of sweets does she like? I'll leave something on the porch. <laughs> uh
1: I'll work on that one now. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Cuz normal Greg and say uh Heineken six-pack?
0: Oh, goodness, goodness. Well, I'm not old enough to buy alcohol.
1: No, I'm saying me. <laughs> I, I'm like, hey. But no, she is definitely thinking about it. And she was sitting in here for the first few minutes. Mm-hmm. So she was looking to see how that probably works or how it probably works. So we we we're, we're working on it.
0: Awesome. Well, I thank you again for joining us. Are there any more last words?
1: I, I, again, I I wish this town that we're in would come together and do more. I wish our Black men in this city would stand up and not be afraid. We are better than what we present ourselves in this town. Um, stand up for our children, stand up for what we believe in and what we deserve equality and that's all and it doesn't have to be today tomorrow but it does have to happen eventually the racial jokes the the n-word needs to be removed from everybody's mouth please open up your hearts and stop looking at us as black or people of color and look at us as uh, humans. Humanity is what helps America united as we stand. That's why the United States of America is what it's supposed to be. United. Right?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I think that your leadership brought out that there are more who follow that again don't look like us because I I was blown away I was absolutely blown away so every time we talk about it I do have to say I was blown away by the outcome of individuals that did not look out, look like us that showed up in participation when you compare it to actually us so that was pretty awesome and I think your leadership brought that so I think your wish is on the way I hope your wish is evolving I really do I really do um, you definitely have the leadership to provide it.
1: But I also have to figure out my presentation. So I'm, I'm figuring my presentation needs to be a little different, more passive than aggressive. A lot of times that makes a difference. And I'm, I, I know my faults. So I'm working on that right now.
0: Well, and it's funny you should say that because as you want to apply that to your speech or your approach, that's the same thing I said I was going to apply to dating, being more passive as opposed to aggressive.
1: (laughs) You're nice. Okay.
0: (laughs) Well, thank you again so much for joining us on the porch. Again, I know it won't be our last, but I appreciate it. And we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you again. Yes, sir. Good night. Uh, uh, Bye. And just like that, folks, we keep the interesting listening coming. Thank you so much, Porch Time Dad Kevin, for joining us, for being so open, for being so transparent. It's going to be a great memory for all to listen to one day. Thank you guys again for tuning in, for supporting. Um, Meet us back here again for more Mom and Dad episodes, as well as I Am episodes. Excuse me, let me get it out right. Um, back here on the porch, be strong, be blessed, and take care.